It's June 13th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top story today, Russian forces swarmed into the eastern Ukrainian city of Sieverodonetsk and pounded a zone where hundreds of civilians were sheltering, a Ukrainian official said earlier this morning. Ukraine has issued increasingly urgent calls for more Western weapons to help defend Sieverodonetsk, which Kyiv says could hold the key to the outcome of the battle for control of the eastern Donbass region and the future course of the war. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg said Sunday that Turkey had legitimate concerns over terrorism. Turkey has accused Finland and Sweden of supporting Kurdish militants and says it will prevent the two Nordic nations joining NATO until they change their policies. The demands from Ankara to Helsinki and Stockholm include lifting restrictions on arms exports to Turkey and extraditing members of certain Kurdish organizations that are opposed to Erdogan's government. While Russian oil has stopped flowing to the United States and Europe, other countries continue to be lapping it up. India has used nearly 60 million barrels of Russian oil so far in 2022, compared to 12 million barrels in the entirety of 2021. Chinese state-owned and independent refiners also have stepped up purchases. In 2021, China was the single largest buyer of Russian oil, taking 1.6 million barrels per day on average. In an interview with the Associated Press, Sri Lanka's prime minister said he may be compelled to buy more oil from Russia as he hunts desperately for fuel to keep his country running amid a dire economic crisis. One factor driving these purchases? Russians are selling their oil at roughly a quarter of the current market price. Elsewhere, protests, some of which have turned violent in India over the anti-Muslim rhetoric of Nupur Sharma, continued last week, and authorities in the northern Indian state of Uttar Pradesh have demolished the houses of some Muslims who were allegedly linked to those protests. Their justification was that the houses had been illegally constructed, but that is disputed by the owners. This is not the first time Uttar Pradesh and some other BJP-ruled states have been accused of using demolitions to target alleged protesters in the aftermath of communal violence. Less than two months after he was re-elected, Emmanuel Macron faces the prospect of a hobbled presidency due to a surge in support for the far-right firebrand Jean-Luc Mélenchon. According to official results, the left-wing alliance backed by Mélenchon is neck-and-neck neck with Macron's coalition at 25.66% and 25.75%, respectively, in the first round of the country's parliamentary election on Sunday. The president needs 289 seats to get an outright majority and be able to push through his controversial program of reforms. Ipsos predicted Macron's coalition will get between 255 and 295 seats, with 150 to 190 going to Mélenchon's coalition. 
The second round of elections will be held this Sunday. Brazil's search for an indigenous expert and a journalist who disappeared in a restive area of the Amazon a week ago advanced with the discovery of a backpack, laptop, and other personal belongings of the men submerged in a river. In a statement Sunday night, police said they had identified the items as the belongings of both missing men, including a health card and clothes, of Bruno Pereira, the Brazilian indigenous expert. The backpack, which was identified as belonging to freelance journalist Dom Phillips of Britain, was tied to a tree that was half-submerged. Pereira, 41, and Phillips, 57, were last seen June 5th near an entrance of the Javari Valley Indigenous Territory, which borders Peru and Colombia. A senior Ethiopian official says his country is interested in resuming talks with Egypt and Sudan on a huge and controversial Blue Nile Dam that will be Africa's largest hydroelectric power plant. The comment by Seleshi Bekele, Ethiopia's former negotiator on the dam and now the country's ambassador to the United States, came during a meeting with the new U.S. Special Envoy to the Horn of Africa, Mike Hammer. Several past rounds of negotiations among Ethiopia, Egypt, and Sudan have failed. Egypt fears a quick filling of the dam will reduce its share of Nile waters and seeks a binding legal agreement in case of a dispute. Venezuelan leader Nicolas Madero and Iran's hardline president Ibrahim Raisi signed a 20-year cooperation agreement Saturday, a day after Madero praised the Islamic Republic for sending badly needed fuel to his nation despite U.S. sanctions. In an interview with President Maduro, after his arrival in Tehran for a two-day visit, Iranian state media reported late Friday that Maduro hailed Iran's move to send fuel tankers to his energy-hungry nation. Maduro said Venezuela and Iran are united by a common vision on international issues and are both victims of coercive measures by the United States and its allies. In lighter news, the golden arches are gone and the filet of fish is simply a fish burger. The Big Mac has finally left Russia. A new era for Russia's fast food and economic scene dawned on Sunday as McDonald's restaurants flung open their doors in Moscow under new Russian ownership and with the new name, Vikuzno and Tochka, which translates as tasty and that's it. The reopenings took place on Russia Day, a holiday celebrating national pride. McDonald's closed its restaurants in Russia in March and said in mid-May that it had decided to leave the country altogether, one of the most high-profile business departures since Russia sent tens of thousands of troops into Ukraine on February 24th. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at daily at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, Chris and I spoke with Luke Schleusner, president of Out National Security, about LGBTQ plus issues in the field. Thanks to our new members and our longtime members for making these interviews possible. 
Go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.